All right, y'all. This is uh, True News 16 once again here. And today I'm going to feature uh, a conversation that I had with an individual on stereo. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, feature this conversation and its honesty and its raw cut uh, just so people can assess um, what exactly is going on out there. Um, there's a lot going on, on the, in the world. Um, but, you know, in the conversation, it's, you know, it's never about judgment. It's never about uh, at least man's judgment upon other men. It's really about this whole issue of the LGBT um, and trans sexualism that's happening in this country. If we step away from the political argument uh, a little bit, I think it's only fair if we really center and concentrate ma mainly on the gospel, uh, which really encompasses everything. It encompasses science, it encompasses truth, it encompasses uh, our, our politics, and moving forward, a lot of different things. But as Christians, uh, first and foremost, we have to uh, present the gospel, the gospel of truth. And as you know, the gospel encompasses all those things. Um, it reaches all those things. So by giving out the gospel, giving out and sharing truth, we answer all of those questions. And ultimately, it's about consistency, it's about worldview, it's about honesty and people really uh, being honest with each other. And so this conversation, I think, brings will bring that out. It's going to also bring out uh, various... Um, uh, mentalities, uh, various opinions uh, from the many multi-dimensional perspectives that people will have within their stance in this whole argument. But I kind of wanted to center on the fact that what we need to do is concentrate mainly on uh, the gospel and the truth of Christ and biblical reality. Uh, and anything outside of that, we have to struggle with what's honest, what's real. And so this is it. So I'm going to feature this now. And there will be some areas where I may interject and I may uh, edit. Uh, unfortunately, during this conversation, I was busy at work. So there's going to be a lot of background noise. There's going to be a lot of that stuff. Um, and um, so we're going to get right to it. Okay. So this is my conversation with an individual who says he's 18 years old and he's about to have uh, trans uh, surgery and uh, gender assignment surgery and he's speaking very nonchalant about it. He actually seems pretty excited about it and I think he's pretty set in his worldview but I and it seemed like he really wanted to drag me into the whole uh, argument, the whole political argument and sphere and religious argument behind all of this. But I really wanted to center more on uh, the reality of it all, okay, with uh, as it encompasses biblical truth. And so uh, let's get on with it, okay? I shall return. Watch your television? Oh, well, I'm a transgender, so... What what do you have to say about that since we're talking about God? You're transgender? What what exactly yes. is a transgender? What exactly is that? 
Because I'm I mean, going I hear to get a gender reassignment room. surgery. Are you going to get a reassignment? To... Yeah. Whoa. That's that's heavy duty, isn't it? That's serious. It just means that they are going to, uh, you know how like plastic surgery is? Well, they're going to reconstruct my genitalia to resemble a vagina. It's going to be deep enough. It will produce the wetness and everything the same. And they'll repurpose the gland of the head of my penis as a clitoris. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, um, do you have any questions for me? Uh, yeah. I mean, into... you've got this Christian thing going on, so... <laughs> I just... I sure do. I just want to hear what you have to say to me. Like, what is, what is this discussion going to be like i don't know i just want to i just want to glorify god i just want to praise his name today you know what i mean i just want to praise his name i just want to talk to somebody about god today i mean you believe in god right i mean everyone believes in god but i'm saying you know do you what what do you what do you uh think about god i believe that everyone is their own god that everyone is their own God? Wow. Okay. Where do you get that concept from? Yeah, I... I believe in the five elements. Earth, wind, water, fire, and spirit. Yeah, well, that's, that's definitely there. <laughs> you could touch that. You could touch it or be touched yeah. by it. So you got to believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's yeah. that, that's the truth. You gotta believe that's there. I also or else believe the Catholics or... are a bunch of pedophiles or pedophile enablers. All of them? Yeah. They're Every either enabling pedophiles or well, yeah, because they're sitting there saying that these priests are not really pedophiles, though well, they've raped kids before. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't. That's a claim that you're making, but I can't. I'm not going to argue with it. It makes a decent argument, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, if they're still in it, I've wondered. You know, a lot of the the doctrine is just uh, doesn't stand to biblical scrutiny. So I I kind of wonder well, myself, I mean, what are they the still doing there? Aren't truly Christian, in my opinion. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't believe if Christianity was real, then I wouldn't believe that I would have to pray to God in a box and pray to fucking Mary to get to Jesus, to get to God and whatnot, you know? Yeah, I would imagine you, you would have to if you're going to scrutinize it biblically, you kind of would have to find it in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that does make sense. It's not in there. 
then it's not part of the ingredients. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm all be I'm there. all about the uh, realistic side of it. And if you're gonna quote the Bible, you need to read it, in my opinion. You know? Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 what's in there. And that's what it's all about. If it's not so in what's there, your opinion on transgenders? I'd like well, to hear I, that. I, I, I like to I like to hold on to the to the biblical opinion of that. And I'm sure you already know that. Asked and answered already. I don't want to bore you. I'm sure you know that one back and forth and all the way, way around. So I've no, got I believe in the saying. biblical what's that? You want to hear me I say hear it? You say you mean. I just want to hear you say it. Well, you know, I would, I would really much rather quote it directly from the Bible, but I don't have my Bible with me right now, so I'm actually, I'm actually working, and I don't really, wouldn't want to misquote it. But you know, it, it's, it's the, it's the big biblical narrative. You know, men should not wear the clothes, women's clothes, and women should not wear men's clothes. I mean, you've heard that before. You know, so it's just, uh, it's not, it's not the natural, it's not the natural tendency, the natural order of, of things. So, you know, I mean, you, you like, for instance, I, if, I don't know what your personal situation is, uh, I've never personally known someone who's, uh, who calls themselves transgender. I've got, you know, so, I mean, you have your personal account that you'll take, that you'll, you know, speak for and speak about, and that, that will, that will be your argument, right? You're, you're living it, you're feeling it. Okay. And I will listen to it with respect, you know? But uh, we have to all live based on our convictions, but we also have to assess our convictions. You so know, uh, our convictions. Let me ask you. Uh huh. You believe God is without sin? I'm sorry. You think God is without sin, right? You think that God, God is, without, is without sin. God is perfect. Yes, God cannot lie. He cannot sin. That's what the that's the, so, the way uh, the scripture jealousy describes a sin. Well, that's according to us. It's if we if we if we're jealous, absolutely. But but if God is is completely holy, okay, and He loves us completely, and we stand near imperfection. God and God and. Well, in my opinion, it's hypocritical. He is not without well, sin in that sense. Because you're you're looking at it from a human perspective, of course. You're going to see that, of course. That makes sense. Yeah, but he made but, us but that's from a, in his image and created but, us with a little bit of him inside of us, you know? Well, but that's not that's far from his holiness. He says the Bible says his ways so are not our ways. So human is being God. And part of no, being God is being human. That's that's not the way the Bible teaches it. I have to tell you. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you. I'm sure you. I'm sure. 
I'm sure you'll come to the argument with a lot of preconceived notions. But remember, I told you from the beginning, you have to read it the way it's understood in the scripture, the way it wants to be read. You can't yeah, the like watch a couple of Bill Maher videos. You, you can't watch a few Bill Maher videos and then call yourself a theologian afterwards because people are going to look at things and assess things and and uh, translate things the way they want to. But it's not the biblical narrative or the orthodox Christian uh, doctrine. Do you understand? So if you if you want to get a, an orthodox Christian perspective on it, then you have to take it out of the scriptures the way it's meant to be read in the way it has been read for the past 2000 years. You just can't come with an assessment that was uh, conjured in like in a comedy routine last month. New Testament. And in my opinion, both of them are very contradictory. I, yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Are you walking away from the mic? How people thought. And then in the New Testament, I still can't believe that that's how people thought. You're, 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 you're coming in and out of the mic. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Like you're waving, you're getting close and then going back far. And Old Testament, as far as I could, without thinking to myself, it was honestly not how people should think. I mean, think about it. A lot of things that you can do that are pleasurable, you're not supposed to do. Am I right? Well, you could still do that. I mean, like what? Like what? What are you not supposed to do that's <laughs> that's pleasurable? I mean, sex. <laughs> you, you, you're within the bounds of marriage, it's just as pleasurable. <laughs> if that's what you're referring to. Well, that's part yeah. of it. But uh, yeah. not against sex. Oh hell no! Smoking marijuana, stuff like that. In the Bible, yeah, it's some people. The of the land. Well, if I were to smoke a, uh, marijuana. And that's just disobeying the laws of the land. Yeah, what would you kind of do have to obey the law? They Basically, the ones that it says you're not supposed to, you know, you're supposed to go against if, if it has to do with any moral laws that God uh, necessitates for you as a, as a child of God. And then, and if the law goes against them, then you say you have to believe you have to go with the law of God above the law of the land. But uh, smoking marijuana really uh, is very debatable. It's very debatable because some people are, are, are using it for medicinal reasons. It's like alcohol. It, it, it's OK with alcohol and alcohol is a, is a drug as well. You know, so it's 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 those yeah, things that really alcohol. What alcohol can kill you? Marijuana cannot. Well, alcohol could also heal you too. Alcohol is, let's say, if you have an upset stomach, or perhaps you're you're depressed or something, you need to feel a little more comforting and stuff like that. Or if you're, you know, that's the alcohol way the, the Bible. Kill you it only masks. The pain that's like polishing a turn. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's like a sedative, like a kind of like a sedative, a temporary sedative and stuff. What it says is not to abuse it. That's that's what that's the uh, prohibition. The, the abuse of of uh, wine. It says, well, when when somebody abuses something, uh, now you're seeing their intentions are obviously not good intentions. But they're abusing it. But, but it is, it's not just a blanket. Honor thy father and thy mother. What if your mother and father want you to do stuff that is evil or outside of the confines of Christianity and it is sinful? Now, think about that. Should you honor that and still do it regardless? Well, the, well, the Bible also says that, you know, Jesus said that for me, you're going to separate from father, mother, brother, sister. And he also says that those who do the things that I tell you to do are my father, are my mother, are my sister, are my brother. So uh, while you're supposed to honor your father and mother, the assumption is that they are just, that they are just parents. Okay. Uh, because if they don't follow in the line of Christ and his holiness, then you could assume that just like the world, they're, they're against Christ. And so you, you being a child of God, you can't follow along with uh, what someone is trying to entice you to do. You know? No, it's not a contradiction. It's, it's that scripture, scripture uh, explains scripture. So you, you, you have to understand that the assumption, the assumption it's like when, when the Bible says, uh, be fruitful and multiply, it's the assumption you, you can, you know, obviously know that when it says be fruitful and, and multiply, it's with the assumption that you are going to multiply children and teach them to, to follow God and to revere God. So if you're going to have, be fruitful and you're going to multiply a bunch of descendants that are just going to hate God. Why would God bless that? You know, that's not what God wants. What he means that the implication is that he wants everyone. He wants the, the humans to be images. Uh, God uh, bearing his image across the face of the earth. So that's the assumption because he's holy. He wants us to be as he is. So to say that he wants just anybody to be fruitful and to multiply uh, is kind of taking it out of context. So scripture so teaches and scripture. Are going to hell? Do you think that God will judge them and send them to hell? Well, God will judge uh, all people that go against uh, and who rebel. It says that the children of disobedience are the ones he's coming for to judge. And so you have to decide what is disobedience and where the scriptures say that you should not uh, no, technically uh, I do not have to decide because I don't believe in it well that's 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 where you, that's where your stance is yeah if that's where your stance is then I guess you don't have to you know that's where you where you stay at but uh, uh, then then it kind of cancels out your question at least the importance of it. So, yeah. So, you know, that's really what it's all about. I mean, you, you if you want to understand uh, 
Christianity, you have to understand it by way of an orthodox un understanding of the scripture. And, and uh, you know, just like anything else, if you want to be uh, uh, very versed in mathematics, you have to be diligent and study it any like any other subject. You, you study it diligently and honestly and, um, and devote yourself to it not just uh, turn the pages and slap them around and this and that. You have to really uh, put your heart into it. So that way you, you can be an honest um, a student, you know, and you could fully learn because I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot in there. There's a lot that can teach us all. I mean, I've been studying it for 35, 40 years. And I learn every time I open it up, I'm learning more and more because I believe it's not just a textbook. It's not just a history book. It's a, it's a spiritual book. It's a powerful book, you know? And uh, if, you, if you really uh, start off by uh, reading and trying to understand the claims of Christ, who he calls himself, what he's saying, it, he'll blow your mind and he, you know you'll 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 be uh pretty surprised at his teaching so if God the problem is that who you are and you i'm sorry are transgender so if god made you who you are and you are transgender then why would he judge you for that well that's kind of like a hard hypothetical to to answer because it kind of goes against what you what you believe to begin with you know like if you're saying well you know if you were an airplane you know and i'm like well but i'm not an airplane <laughs> you know I'm, i i can't foresee myself as an airplane i i don't know what is the first thing i can't relate to so i i can't give you an honest I can answer foresee myself as a woman well, I guess you can. I guess if you say so, I can't. I can't do that because I've never been a woman. I've never, and plus, my my worldview will would not allow me to to uh, perceive something like that. You know, my my worldview gets in the way of of seeing that because the prohibition is there. You know, based on my faith. So I can't, uh, you know, I could, I could put myself in the, in the, in the feet of a person, my sister, you know, as, as a person, but to put myself as myself, as a woman, that's like something that's, that's, that's like, you know, how can I do that? I mean, how am I supposed to, how do I, you know, I really wouldn't know how to do that, but yeah. But my advice to you, my friend, is to sit down and uh, if, if it is ever uh, a curiosity to you and just, you know, read, read, read the, the claims of Christ, who he says he is and what he's saying. And he's not just uh, calling out uh, homosexuals and people of alternative lifestyles and he's, he's calling out 
a lot of people. He's calling out against truth and lies in the most general senses, in the most to in, in the biggest totality. And that that includes aspects of my person, my hypocrisies, the way I relate to my wife, the way I speak to my children. You know, and we're coming, we're all broken, and we're coming from a broken situation in our own respects. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not going to be corny and say, well, I'm not judging anybody and whatever. And I'm, I'm not I'm not even trying to go there. I'm just saying that I've got my own problems. You know, what I'm saying I've got my own issues that I'm that I'm dealing with and I'm struggling with. And when you when you fall in love with with this, when you fall in love with Christ, all I know, OK, that when the issues of pride, the issues of anger, the issues of revenge, unforgiveness, that is dif difficult to live with, man. That is diff you cannot sit, you cannot sit comfortably with stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's a it's a big picture. It, he he the Bible says that he fills us like he fills a cup. He 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 gets into the nooks and crannies and the crevices and he he convicts us. His Holy Spirit convicts us that when when he calls on you, okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna be right until you come correct with him. He's not gonna leave you alone. He's not gonna leave you alone. He doesn't leave me alone. Yeah, but we have I can't I, 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 I can't do I anything. Further, I haven't seen a single sign. No, it's not about signs. He is there. Then he has left me alone. There is nothing in my life that is bothering me. My life seems perfect to me, and it pretty much is. I love my life more than I can say I would love going to church because, to be honest, I was thrown out of a church for being trans. Hang on a second. I got to make a phone call. I'm so sorry. Hang on. Yeah, sorry about that. You still there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I know. I, I hear what you're saying. You're saying you're saying that you suffered. Okay, you suffered rejection, and uh, people didn't understand, and they. You you've been through a lot of stuff. Yeah, you've been through a lot of stuff. But what I'm what I'm talking about. Is in is in in the midst of of all the sufferings and whatever personal issues that we've that we come from wherever we come from. Um, the 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 bottom line is that we we're gonna have questions. We're gonna have questions, and we're gonna have uh, the stuff that we we have to we we can't just be settled in. Um, in terms of issues of truth why things are and what's going on in the world and what's going to happen, all these things. And, and that's where, where he catches us. That's where he can That's why he caught me. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, aside of all this stuff that goes beyond, you know, just, and it's not just our identity. Like who are we and who is this God? 
and the heavens declare the glory of God. And what is it that I'm supposed to do? What is this all about? Is it just we breathe and then we die? You know, you know, that, 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 that affects all of us, regardless of our, our sufferings, regardless of where we come from, who we are, our, what our, who our ancestors were. That, that's like, to me, that's like a bigger picture. That's like a bigger question. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you might've been in, in prison for 20, 30 years when you get out or maybe you don't get out, but you have to ask yourself, like, what is this all about? You know, or the, or the person who's an investor and he's been a, a, a millionaire all his life, you know, he has to ask the same question too. What is this all about? So I make all this money and then I leave it to my kids and, and that's it. You know, it's like, regardless of the sufferings, regardless of the successes, regardless of who we are, we, we, we got a short time. I mean, it was just the other day I was running around in the schoolyard playing tag with kids. And now my kids are doing that. And I'm like, okay, you know, this, this is a monotonous game. <laughs> What's all this about? There's got to be more to this, you know? So we, we have to, and the thing is that when we, when we approach it, we have to approach it honestly. You know what I'm saying? We have to approach it honestly. Because there, there are people out there, they'll make a good argument. And they'll convince others. They'll convince themselves. But is it, is it, is it really, are they really sincere? Are they, do they really believe what they're saying? You know, you're going to be taking it to your grave. You know, whatever it is that you believe in, you're going to be soon taking it to your grave. So, you know, you want to make sure you know what's going on because you know how the atheists will say, well, you know, we're just not sure and, and nothing happens and whatever. Well, they're obviously not sure, but they make an argument as, as though it's a satisfactory argument that we don't know what it is. And I guess I'll find out when I get there. No, I don't believe that. That, that. I don't believe that's an honest position. I don't believe that's an honest position. And then they say, well, if you got religion, it's because, you know, you're afraid of the unknown and that's why you've convinced yourself. And I say, you know what, if, if, even if that were true, that's better than what, what, what the atheist has, because they're like, okay, I'll, I'll, when I, when I find out, I'll get there when I find out. And I think that's dishonesty. It's like, well, I, I don't know about, maybe it's honest for them, but it's not for me. I couldn't live like that. I couldn't live with, with, with the, with the answer. Well, when I die, I'll find out. I'd be tossing in my sleep, you know? And the Bible, the Bible even says that eternity, he's placed it in people's hearts. So, so that they have to, they want to know who he is. They want to have a relationship with God. And that's what God is all about. He wants to walk with his creation. He wants to have a relationship. You know, whoever we are. You understand, my friend? These are the big, the big questions. <clears throat> you got kids? 
No, Hello? I'm 18. Oh, you're young. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you. I'm sure you. Do you have uh, nephews and brothers? You got little brothers, sisters, siblings. Older brothers and sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You. You know. You see where your your brothers are going, and you 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 love your brothers, and you're like, you know, you want the best for them. You know, I have nephews. And I, and well, I, actually, I hate one of my sisters. You hate one of your sisters? Yeah. Yeah. That's due to rejection. She's the reason I got raped. She abused me and my mom. She pulled my mother down. They called the hospital and said. So, yeah, I absolutely hate them. Yeah, well, she her actions are are obviously uh, enough to justify any person hating. That's what she she does. She does hateful behavior. She gets hate back back at her. That's pretty easy to do. It's easy to hate somebody who's hateful. That's that's how it is. It's hard. I I, I had to deal with issues like that too. Well, and probably not as severe as what you're talking about, but, you know, just unforgiveness and rejection of all sorts and stuff like that, you know, and you're like, and what am I going to do with this? You know, am I going to live continually like this, just hating and, and ignoring and stuff like that? Like right now I'm trying to work with my kids and I'm like trying to like, they get into these little spats. And I look at them and I say, wow, this is like the origin of what happened with, with me and my, my brothers and my sisters. The critique, the mocking, the bullying, stuff like that, how it starts. And I'm like, whoa, how do, how do I referee this? You know? So the most I can do is get in between them and tell them. So the things that you do now that you're going to carry over into your adulthood and you're not going to be able to take it back. You're not going to be able to erase it. And that's, that's, Oh my goodness. That sucks. That, that will stay with you forever. Things that you, even things that you said, you know, to people, you know, people that you, that you love, that they're, they're there close to you. You know what I'm saying? And you've known them all your life and you, you can't take it back. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to communicate to them. I'm, I tell them, look, I'm like a, I'm like a, like a spaceman. I've come to from the future and I'm here to tell you stuff that you have not seen yet because <laughs> I'm their father. So I'm telling them, you, you, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look out for you because there were times when I was a kid or I was younger and nobody would tell me Jack. Nobody would relate to me and tell me stuff. Well, if you do this, you're going to regret it in, in the future. And stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. You know? And, I, and, I, and sometimes I tell them, well, if you do this and this and this and that, this is what's going to happen. And oftentimes, I, like, I love to see that gleam on their eye. When, when they look at me and something happens, exactly what I told them would happen. 
and they think that I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm some kind of spaceman. It's not that I'm a spaceman. It's that I've been your age. I've been through what you've been through. You know? And that's how come Christ, he said, anger it's, is as the sin of murder. He told that to the religious folk of his day because they felt that because of the Ten Commandments, they said, well, we don't, we don't murder. We've never committed murder. We're too good. And Jesus says, yeah, but you got hate in your heart. And hate is, is just as if you've murdered somebody, if you hate somebody. So it's like if you committed murder. And so they, they, they're not justified because they thought that because they were high and, and mighty and all holy, that they were justifying themselves. And that wasn't the case. That's what Christ did. He exposed their sin. He says, you're hypocrites. Because while you haven't actually killed anybody, you have hate in your heart. And that's how God sees it, as if you've murdered them. See? So, I mean, all of that stuff, we got to clean all that stuff up. Because, you know, even modern-day scientists have told us that having resentment and, and guilt and all that stuff in your heart leads to bad health anxiety disorders, depression, eating disorders even. You know, if you have like a lot of guilt, anger, unresolved issues. But if you clear those things out, it says um, you'll relieve all that stuff will come off of you. Like a, uh, like a camel just jumps off your back. You know? So yeah, that's how it is. You can't live with all that stuff. As a matter of fact, that's a lot of a lot of people that um that uh, have mental illnesses because they have guilt. They have a lot of guilt, unresolved uh, anger issues that they haven't released. You know, but it's so hard. It's hard to call somebody up and just tell them, "Look, you know, I'm sorry about uh, the other day and." Man, that's hard to do. That's really hard to do. You know, like my, my with my wife, if I if I go go absolutely nuts, and I tell her, "Look, I'm sorry," and stuff like that, we like, she's actually caught on to just like you know, like we we like we forgive each other like right quick. When she does it, <laughs> the same thing. Like we do it, we don't even think about it. We're like it's like a reflex. Okay, we're sorry. It's okay. Hug and kiss, and that's it. <laughs> you know, because it's like so damn often. You know, and that's I'm kind of trying to teach my kids to do that, to come up to each other, and apologize, look at each other in the eye, apologize, and then I ask them, "What are you sorry for?" Tell her what you're sorry for. What did you do? You know, are you really sorry about what you did? Did you recognize the pain that you caused her when you said that, when you, when you did that? To actually try to put herself in, himself in her shoes, you know? And hopefully, it'll be like something that'll stick with them as they're getting older. So that way, the apology part won't be so 
bitterly hard like it is for me now. You know, that's hard. Man. Oof. That is hard to go up to somebody, even, even when you know you're wrong. And could you imagine how much harder it is when you're not wrong? <laughs> I was just telling you about when you're wrong. When you're not wrong, could you imagine coming up to somebody and telling them, look, you know, about that thing that we got into and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> oh, that's like, that's like 10 elephants on top of you. It's no joke. This is the stuff that Christ teaches. This is what he, this is what he teaches. He says, if you have a, a, a gift and you bring in a gift to the altar, because that's what they used to do in the old days, in those religious days, and you have a gift, leave your gift at the altar, and you have something against your brother, he says, don't even give the gift. Leave it at the altar. Go fix your situation up with your brother, and then come back. Because he doesn't even, he doesn't want nothing. He wants nothing from you if you haven't straightened out with your brother. And you know how many times that has, that scripture has popped in my head whenever I know that I have to, you know, call my wife or just settle something with her? Man, it's like, that's tough as nails, man. That pride, that pride is made of rocks. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. Yeah. Well, my friend, yeah, that's that's my advice to you. Listen, listen, read read those read the words of Christ. Christ Christ is the truth. I don't think that I will so that's fine. You know, you're 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 only 18 now. At some point in life, maybe out of boredom, you will. You know, I pray to God that that He does. Um, you know, that His Holy Spirit does illuminate. Well, you're basically praying for uh, praying to yourself because you are your own God. That you're what? You are your own God. Oh, you, you you believe that I am my own God? If I if I'm my own God, I'm a terrible God. <laughs> I'm a terrible God. I'm my own I've God. Got, yeah. I've got I, if I'm my own God. Well, I am my own God. I'm the weakest. I'm, a I'm the I'm the weakest God that I've ever come across. <laughs> and nobody should worship me because I'm a terrible God. <laughs> I don't keep my promises. I'm always falling on my face. You know, I just. Well, then like, that's I'm your like a, own fault. Yeah. I mean, oh, if yeah. you see that as oh, bad, yeah. then that is your own fault. That's right. Absolutely. That's my. But in my opinion, us. in my opinion, you are the only one who can truly judge you, and you put yourself in hell. You can leave anytime you want to, but you don't want to because you don't feel like you deserve it. And deep down, you can tell yourself that you deserve to leave now, but does that make it true to yourself? Do you really feel like that? If you've done something you see as wrong, but 
you say that you don't see it as wrong, then how can that be true? Well, I mean, like I said, you know, all all of these attributes that you're mentioning, heaven, forgiveness, uh, all of that stuff. I'm looking at it from a from a Christian, from a biblical paradigm. I have no reason to believe outside of anything else that those things have any kind of meaning whatsoever outside of a biblical paradigm because that's the center of my faith. Like if I said, well, you know, heaven, what is heaven outside of the Bible? And where, where did I get the notion of the concept of heaven? Did I just fart and just invent it out of thin air? I mean, come on. If I say heaven, it's because I've got a reference point from the scriptures that talks to me about heaven. The same thing for forgiveness, the same thing for perfection, the same thing for sin, the same thing for, you know, everything that you're saying. I can pick out every one of those words and I can ask you, where are you getting those words from? And where, where are you getting these concepts from? And at the end of the day, they've got to come from somewhere that makes sense. You understand? If not, then you're just inventing it. Then it doesn't matter. You know, then it's just words floating. Never to have meaning or, or have destiny or have uh, importance at all. You know, so, you know, I, when I speak this way, it's not because I'm speaking them of my own. It's because I'm speaking from a biblical framework. You know, I believe that the truth comes from the words of Christ, from the words that were spoken. So I'm speaking in reference to him and what he's taught. And so that's where redemption comes from. That's where joy comes from. That's where uh, forgiveness comes from. Uh, truth. You know, Pilate asked him, what, what, what is truth? And he didn't stick around to hear what Christ had to say. But he did tell him, he says, all those that hear my words, okay, those people who listen to me, those are the ones that have the truth. Okay, that's what truth is. Because, I mean, if, it, if you're searching for truth, you know, good luck. You know, we're, we're, that's the journey. That's the human, that's the human journey. Find truth. But like I said before, we have to be honest in our pursuit of truth. Where are we getting it from? You know, if it's all emotion, if it's all conceptual, like I hear a lot of people on here, they come up with a lot of conceptual and very creative, uh, you know, uh, definitions and for truth and life and what this means and where that comes from and they pick and choose and they cherry pick from different religious books different places and it's like wait a minute you can't pick cherry pick from the buddhist and not accept everything the buddhist has to say then that makes you what you're starting your own religion <laughs> you pick a little from christianity here and a little bit from the muslims well, there technically like, you can what's that about you can start your well, own religion there you, you go. can be the one Good. follower <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. 
That's what I'm talking about. So that's what you'd, you'd be doing. Follow yourself if you take, and stay true to you. Oh, but then now you're stuck again. Then how do you know what you know is what you know? You know? <laughs> because then there you, there I you, believe you, that if you can dream it, it can be. Okay. But, you know, there are people in, in a funny farm that can say the same thing. How do you know you're just not one of them? <laughs> you know, how would you know? How would you know that you're not being you're not strapped to a bed right now? Okay, in a funny farm. How do we how do you know that? You know, well, how I mean it's well, like technically, technically, <laughs> if I was strapped to a bed right now and this is all in my head, then you're not real. Exactly. I may not be, I might be just... But a, I don't uh, believe that. <laughs> right. That it has to do with what you believe. So it's real to me. It's real to you. But remember, what counts is what's true. And if it's not universally true to everybody, then at the end of the day, you're that person strapped to the bed because that means it's only true to you. You know what I mean? That's the problem. Okay, it has to be true universally. Okay, everybody has, has to agree. Yep, that's true. <laughs> that's all it is. Well, Just there's chasing actually down the many truth. people that I know that believe the same way that I believe. They believe that they're their own God. Yeah, so that's you. But then, as soon as you decide... Well, you know, I believe in karma. And one of them will probably say, no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't believe in karma. And then you'll have differentiation between them. And it's like, you know, it's like, wait a minute. Just, you know, if, if there's no consensus, then how, then you're not approaching universal truth. You know, and, and so what's true is what's universally true. And until you get consensus, then maybe it's not true. It's, it's just all a, a search for truth. That's really what it is. Like I said in the beginning, say you, we're all free to look for truth. Just be honest about it. Don't let it be about your feelings. Don't let it just be about your perceptions because perceptions could be very uh, limited and very uh, treacherous. And your emotions, you know, because you, someone's going to ask you, oh, well, where'd you get that from? Oh, where'd that come from? What's the source of this? What's the source of that? And if you just come up with some mumbo jumbo, oh, well, this is what I believe. They go, oh, that's what you believe. I see. Okay, lock them up, boys. <laughs> yeah, so. let's see. It's stuff like that that makes us oppressed. Okay, so... How about well, I mean, you can enjoy fucking God's dick and I will be Like lights and demons Well there there you have it. There you have it. I don't know if um you were able to hear that last comment that he made. Um he basically said uh well he got he got pretty profane at that point. He got pretty profane and, and he got upset. And um, and uh, he didn't want to continue on with the uh, the conversation. 
And so uh, that's where it ends. He, he, he was pretty determined in his set in his ways. And um, that's completely understandable. And, uh, you know, most we can do is pray for, uh, you know, that this individual continues to hear and that the Holy Spirit will continue to convict and will will uh, bring him to his senses. Because uh, obviously he mentioned a lot of pain in the past and I tried to, without exactly letting him know that that's what I was doing, um, let him know uh, that, you know, people have different pains and different comes from different walks of life. People have different experiences that set them on a course of, of trying to uh, find answers. People have been backstabbed. People have been mistreated. People have been hurt. And even by the church, <clears throat> have various relationships, different uh, relationships with pain and suffering on the planet. But that's not the conversation. The conversation is about truth. And can you walk the line of truth in honesty and pursue it in honesty? And we're all in that same journey, learning and adding on to what truth is. I'm not trying to dominate the conversation on here, but I'm just trying to say whatever you do believe, be able to back it up and be able to understand it. And it has to be rational and universal and and that's that's the that's the the part of the scriptures that makes it a double-edged sword. That some people will focus on the truth, and and once it gets to a point where it hurts, where it stings, that people's reality, that's when they decide to divert. And then you got others that will pursue scriptural meaning, but when it. Uh, goes against their personal lives, that's when they fall, and or they're grabbing on understandings that were from other people, from skeptics or something like that, and then they'll use it. So I didn't want to fall in the typical conversation. I didn't want to fall in the typical back and forth stuff and whatever, and actually discuss something uh, biblical with someone who uh, who didn't really have a biblical understanding of Orthodox Christianity kind of wanted to divert and just send them to the source send them to the source which is jesus christ and the things that he's saying instead of just hearing what other people have to say about religion and you know because the it's starting to become a really big skeptic echo chamber for many many people and it's very easy to reject based on rumor based on what's popular but find out for yourself go to the scriptures and focus on 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 christ and what christ is saying so anyway that's pretty much what I wanted to put out. I, I don't want, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm just going to mosey on. And I appreciate if you stuck by to, to listen to that conversation. There's a lot of multidimensional ways that you can assess and judge that conversation. It wasn't perfect on my part, but, you know, it's the first time I spoke to, to, to the gentleman. I didn't know who he was. And so when you come across these conversations, you try, have to try to be sensitive. You have to try to and be truthful. My 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 uh, worldview might be heartwarming in one dimension and might be offensive in the, in another. 
And that's pretty consistent with regard to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how it will affect different people. Okay, so on that note, God bless you. Until next time, take care.